0: And here's some good news. You don't have to wait to exercise your faith until August. There's a Bible Study Challenge going on right now. It's your chance to study the Bible and earn a free collector's pin too. So join the Bible Study Challenge today at BibleStudyChallenge.com.
1: If only someone could help me with my mystery. Oh, what is it? I'm wondering what is going on with Dr. Simon and Nurse Megan. They're acting a little weird, and I can't figure out why.
0: I'm Miss Jean. Join me on a trip to Discovery Mountain, where the air is clear, clear enough to hear your imagination, and where every day is an exercise in faith. Join me for today's expedition in Discovery
1: Mountain.
0: In our last episode of this story series called Being Neighborly, a plane crashed in Discovery Mountain just outside of the summer camp. Now, while everyone was searching for the missing pilot, it turned out that she was right under their noses. Several people walked right past the injured pilot, but finally Reader recognized her. Will she be all right? And how are our teen campers doing at Discovery Mountain Camp this week? And don't forget to keep your ears open for our faith exercise. Let's listen to today's episode, Attention Overload. Now imagine the smell of freshly baked bread. And let's head over to Billsby Cafeteria.
1: Oh, hey, Mr. Reader. Cook baked fresh bread. Yes, I know. The whole cafeteria smells wonderful. I know. It's so good. Lightly toasted with raspberry jam. Yum. Here, try a bite. Jake, I'll get my own breakfast, thank you. Okay, suit yourself. Oh, hey, Mr. Reader, is it true? Is what true, Jake? The pilot in a coma. Oh, dear. No, no, that's not true. She's in shock from the crash and has some injuries, but she's not in a coma. Oh, so she's awake? Well, I don't know, Jake. She may be sleepy for a day or two. She was dehydrated and not making any sense when I took her to the hospital.
2: Oh, I, I
1: can't imagine walking away from a plane crash like that. Oh, yeah. You know, God was really merciful to her. She was in pretty bad shape yesterday. Is she going to be okay? I certainly hope so. I'm making sure that she gets the best possible care. In fact, I'm heading over to check on her now. Oh, good.
3: Camp Director Reader, we're all out of Raspberry Jam.
1: Oh, uh, okay, Riley. Uh, Did you tell Cook? Yeah. And what did she say?
3: She said that if we're out, we're out.
1: I'll call Mr. Simon and see if he has any at Trekkers. How about you have peanut butter on your toast today?
3: (sighs) All right, I can do that.
1: Jake, we're out of raspberry jam! Here, have a bite of my toast, Judah. Ugh, no thanks. Well, Mr. Reader is calling Mr. Simon. No use. Cook said she did that already. Well, apparently we already went through all of Mr. Simon's supplies of jam at Trekkers.
3: Team Director Reader... Cook says we're all out of raspberry jam.
1: Yes, Julia, so so I'm hearing.
3: What are we supposed to do? We have fresh bread and no raspberry jam.
1: Well, how about peanut butter on your toast this morning?
3: That's just not the same.
1: Not even close. Well, campers, I'm sorry about that. I'll have Stan add raspberry jam to our delivery for today. It'll be here tomorrow.
3: Oh, but the bread won't be freshly
4: baked tomorrow. Uh, Come on, Julia. And Judah, here, let me show you my specialty. It's peanut butter and applesauce on toast. Huh. Really? I'll try anything once. Come on! You owe me one, Mr. Reader.
1: Well, thanks for your help, Jake. A camp director's work is never done. Hello? Hello, Stan. Uh, This is Reader at Discovery Mountain Camp. Stan, I need to add an item to our order for delivery tomorrow.
5: Sure thing. What is it?
1: Your biggest size of strawberry jam. Oh, no, no, no. My mistake. Just a minute. Two of your biggest sizes of strawberry jam. All right, reader. I can add those items. But I do have a question. Yes? Your campers usually like raspberry jam. Are you sure you want strawberry? Stan, you're right. Raspberry. Thanks for catching that. I'm so distracted today. You're worried about the injured pilot, aren't you? Wow, news travels fast. It sure does. I'll take care of your order. You worry about taking care of that pilot. Thank you, Stan. Bye. Hey, Wyatt.
3: Wyatt.
4: Oh, hey, Jamie. Sorry, I didn't hear you. The washing machines and dryers are so loud.
3: Ah, and so's the music in your earbuds.
4: Well, true.
3: Wow, look at that pile of sheets and towels to wash.
4: Oh, that's nothing. Really? Yeah, I'm getting pretty efficient at this job.
3: Well, good Wyatt, I'm glad you like it.
4: So, I'm guessing you're not here to help me fold towels.
3: Oh, no. So I'm making the costumes for the drama again this week.
4: Again? Can't you use the ones you made the other weeks?
3: Uh, good theory, but teen campers are a little bigger than cub campers.
4: Oh, yeah, I I guess that makes sense.
3: So anyway, Miss Tamara suggested I use an old bedsheet to make the traveler's robe.
4: Oh, since the robe gets all ripped after he's beaten by the robbers anyway. Exactly. There's a stack of worn-out sheets next to the laundry soap in the corner. Help yourself.
3: Let's see. Too small. Too ripped. Oh, perfect. Thanks, Wyatt. Bye, Wyatt. Enjoy your
1: music. Hello. Is our patient awake yet?
6: Oh, Reader, come on in. No, she's still sleeping.
1: Well, Dr. Simon, I brought her a blanket from the gift shop.
6: Oh, Reader, you didn't need to do that. She has a blanket. Oh, but that one's beautiful.
1: Well, I thought it would make the room feel a little friendlier when she woke up
6: taken such good care of her. Here, I'll put the blanket right on top. There we go.
1: Is there a CD player in the room?
6: There isn't, but there is one at the nurse's station. I could get it.
1: Oh, that'd be wonderful. I, I brought this CD of calming music.
6: Reader, you're putting us all to shame.
1: What? Well, she's in your care.
6: Yes, but you found her in and... Oh, good morning, Reader.
1: Well, good morning, Megan.
6: Megan, do you still have a CD player at the nurse's station? Yes. Does the patient need it? She's still asleep, but Rita brought some music, and I was going to... I'll get the CD player. Be oh. right back.
1: Well, oh, uh, that'll be nice.
6: I was going to get it, but she's quick.
1: Have you made contact with her family yet?
6: Not yet. We're searching our databases, but nothing's coming up for Bonnie Rawlings.
1: Hmm. Well, we'll have to get creative.
6: Here's the CD player.
7: I'll plug it in right next to the bed.
1: Perfect. Let's see how that sounds. Ah, now isn't that nice?
7: Very nice. Yes, lovely. Now, Reader, here's a chair. You can sit here if you like.
1: Well, yes, thanks. I would like to be here when she wakes up. Although, she probably won't want to see me. Do you know her? Well, only a little. She... She came by camp once and we really didn't have a positive conversation.
7: But you're being
6: so kind to her.
1: Well, I'm just doing what anyone who loves God would do. I'm trying to treat her right and show mercy and- Reader,
6: I'll need to check the patient's vitals. You may sit here if you must.
1: Uh, okay, thank you.
6: Dr. Simon, you have other patients to see to. I'll check her vitals. I've got it covered, Nurse Megan. Please check on Mr. Shane in room 104. He needs his bedpan changed. Yes, Dr. Simon. All right, now. Blood pressure?
5: Blood pressure
6: is good. Oxygen levels? Good. Heart rate? Let's see.
1: Uh, Dr. Simon, I was wondering about-
6: Shh. I'm checking on her heart rate. Oh, Sorry. Now, let's see how that cut on the side of her head is healing.
1: Shouldn't we let her sleep?
6: Reader, who's the doctor in the room?
1: Yes, I'm I'm sorry. Of course, you're right.
6: Healing up nicely. Now, please, let's let the patient rest, Reader. I'll be back to check on her in about 20 minutes.
1: All right, Doctor. Ah, oh, that music is soothing. Megan, Dr. Simon just did that. Oh, there's nothing recorded on the chart. Blood pressure's normal.
8: Whoa. Sure.
7: Oh, Oxygen levels are good. The heart rate's steady. <laughs> now, let's see how that cut is healing up.
1: Well, Dr. Simon just checked all that. Shouldn't we let her sleep? Reader, are you a licensed healthcare professional? No, no, nurse. I'll sit here and be quiet.
7: Thank you. <laughs> all right, reader, the patient seems to be progressing nicely. Now please, let her rest. I'll be back in
6: 20 minutes to check on her.
1: All right, got it, nurse. Sorry, Bonnie. Now maybe you can sleep again.
6: Reader, I said to let the patient rest. No talking to her.
1: I, uh, uh, all, all right. Has it been 20 minutes already?
6: No, I'm here to refill her water pitcher.
1: But she's sleeping. She hasn't drunk any water. Reader. Ugh. Sorry. I'll let you do your job.
6: All right. Now let the patient rest.
1: Of course. Oh, no. Hello?
5: Oh, Mr. Reeder, there's an emergency. You've got to help.
1: Just a minute, Jake. I have to step out into the hall. All right, Jake, now, what's the emergency? Oh, Mr. Reader, we
4: can't find the paddles for the canoes. What are we going to do? They're missing.
1: Jake, they're not missing. I asked Mr. Simon to put a fresh coat of varnish on them. Just walk up to the dock and. Reader, quiet for the patient. Uh, sorry, nurse. Reader,
8: are, are you still there?
1: Yes, Jake. Just walk up to Trekkers and ask Mr. Simon for the paddles.
8: Oh, okay. That mystery
5: was easy to solve.
1: Yes, glad to help. Now, if only someone could help me with my mystery.
5: Oh, what is it?
1: I'm wondering what is going on with Dr. Simon and Nurse Megan. They're acting a little weird, and I can't figure out why.
0: Dr. Simon and Nurse Megan do seem to be acting overly attentively to the injured pilot, don't they? Shouldn't they be letting her sleep? Well, maybe we can help Reader figure out what this mystery is after the short break. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.
2: Hi, I'm Director Doug, and I think the voice actors are doing a great job in today's episode. Even though the voice actors sound professional, they're all amateur actors. Are you an aspiring voice actor? If you're in the Denver, Colorado area, we'd love to have you audition. For more information, contact us at our website, discoverymountain.com. We look forward to hearing from you.
1: Hey, I'm Alex Rodriguez. I play Mr. Garcia on Discovery Mountain. As a father of four, I can't tell you how delighted I am that we have good Christian programming coming out of The Voice of Prophecy and programming for children. This is something that I think that has been needed uh, for a long time. Uh, I'm always looking for something new for the kids to to do and to listen to, and this is something that I know they can be drawn to Jesus through. So if you want to listen, go to discoverymountain.com.
0: Before the break, Dr. Simon and Nurse Megan were being extra attentive to the injured pilot. What do you think the reason is? Do you think that it has something to do with Reader being a good Samaritan? Well, let's listen and see if I'm right and if you make the same connection.
8: All right, campers, let's begin.
3: Hey, Jamie, I didn't know you were in the drama production. Oh, hi, Riley. No, I'm not, or I guess I mean, I'm not an actor. I'm doing the costumes. Oh, cool. Can we try them on today? Yeah, that's the plan. Although there are still pins in most of them. Ouch, won't that be uncomfortable? Well, yeah, but it's temporary. I'll
8: take them out when I'm finished sewing the costumes. Okay, campers, may I have your attention, please? Let's begin. Has everyone been practicing their lines for the drama production? That wasn't an enthusiastic yes like I was expecting. Me neither, Miss Wendy. Campers, our production is in just five days. That's not much time to get ready, but don't worry. We're here to help you learn your lines. And Miss Tamara, I think the best way to do that is to rehearse. Me too. All right, campers. Let's begin with page four of our scripts. Turn to that page, please, everyone. Oh, that's the scene where I'm hurt, and the priest walks right past me in the road. No. It's the one after that, where the Levite walks right past your character. Come on up here, Ben. All right, let's see if I can remember my line. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, I think you have your lines memorized, Ben. Julia, you're playing the Levite, right?
3: Yeah, I'm the Levite. Levi, Levi, oh no, I left that costume at home. Miss Wendy, I forgot Julia's costume at home. Should I run and get it? No, it's okay, Jamie. Julia can try
8: hers on tomorrow. That okay with you, Julia? Sure, that's fine. All right, well, let's go. We're on top of page four. The Levite meets the injured traveler on the road. Ready, everyone? Oh, oh. (laughs) (laughs) All right, take it away, Levite. Hmm, let me look. Oh dear, this man is hurt, he's
3: cut. And where's his cloak?
4: Uh Ah.
3: There, are robbers here. I'm sure I can hear them. Uh What was that? I'm out of here.
6: Reader, you're still here?
1: Yes, Dr. Simon, am I in your way?
6: No, I'm just gonna check Miss Rawlings' vitals related to her, correct?
1: No, I'm not.
6: Heart rate is good. Are you old friends from school days?
1: Uh, No, I hardly know her.
6: But you've been such a good Samaritan.
1: Good Samaritan? Well, I'm just doing what the Lord requires of me, to do what's right, show mercy, and... Walk
6: humbly with your God. I know the verse too. Micah chapter 6, verse 8.
1: Yes, that's the one. I was wondering, have you made contact with her relatives yet?
7: No, not yet. Oh, reader. Still here, are we?
1: Uh, yes. Now, have either of you checked her clothing for a wallet or any ID? Dr. Simon did that. No, you did that. I didn't. Oh, dear.
6: Well, I'll go check it right now. I can do that right now. Where's her coat? Whoa.
1: It isn't a competition. I just Here's her coat.
6: No wallet. I'll
7: check her jeans. Back pocket? No... Front pocket. Ah, I found her wallet. Here's her ID. Uh, 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 Quietly. Bonnie Rawlings? Here's her home address,
6: city and state. And an emergency contact number. I'll call it now. I'll call it, I
1: have the card. Why don't we let Mr. Simon handle this for us? What do you think? Then you both can focus on her medical care.
6: That's a good suggestion, reader. Could you please take that to my father-in-law and have him make the call?
1: Uh, I'm happy to, and I'll be right back to check on our patient.
6: Take your time. She's in good hands.
1: All right.
5: I'll be back soon. Hey, Reader. How is our patient?
1: She's in good hands. Perhaps too much care. Oh? Yeah. Long story. We found the pilot's ID. Oh. Let's
5: see. Bonnie Rawlings.
1: Yes, and there's a contact phone number. Dr. Simon would like you to please call and talk to the family. Certainly.
5: I'd be happy to.
3: Granddad, I need ice cubes and a plastic knife.
5: Okay, you know where to find both. Help yourself. Thanks. Is there an emergency, Jamie?
3: Yes, a gum emergency.
5: Should I ask any more?
3: Yeah, no, I wouldn't. Just don't tell Reader until we fix
5: everything. <laughs> okay, I won't tell him.
3: Good, on my way.
5: Bye. Bye, Jamie. <laughs> Bye, Jamie.
3: Wait, Reader. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I, uh.
1: Just go. Fix it, and then I want a full report, okay?
3: Okay, thanks, Reader.
1: Well, I can't wait to hear about that one later. I'm headed back to the hospital. <laughs> yes, yes, go. I'll call. Thanks. Bye.
5: Bye. Hmm. Bonnie Rawlings, same city and state. At least the last I knew. I wonder if she's related to Eleanor. (laughs) Nah, couldn't be. Maybe, imagine that. Our injured pilot, a relative of the Eleanor Rawlings. Well, I guess there's one way to find out for sure.
0: Just who is Eleanor Rawlings? And what is Jamie's gum emergency? I have so many questions. And the biggest one is, why are Dr. Simon and Nurse Megan acting so funny about taking care of the injured pilot? Have you figured that one out yet? Well, stay with us through this last break. We'll be right back with the rest of today's episode.
5: Hi, I'm George Swanson. Have you visited our website yet? Well, there's no time like today. Visit us at discoverymountain.com for behind the scenes videos, resources, and more. Mr. Simon will see you there.
0: Let's follow Jamie as she runs across camp with a peg of ice in one hand and a small plastic fork in the other. Just what is her emergency?
4: Hey Jamie, did you get the stuff?
3: Yes, ice and a plastic knife. Wyatt, are you sure this will work?
4: I have no idea. This was Judah's idea. It'll work. I got gum all through my mom's dryer once. I fixed it before she could get mad.
3: Okay, how bad is it?
4: Uh, Take a look.
3: Oh man, there's gum stuck all over the inside of the dryer. It's everywhere.
4: Uh, I know. It must have been inside one of the pillowcases I washed.
3: Ew, gross.
4: It's okay, watch. Put the ice cube on the gum to freeze it. Here, everyone do one. Okay, now what? Wait until it freezes.
3: My fingers are getting cold.
4: Hold it there. Okay, now pass me the plastic knife. There. See, once it's frozen, it just pops right off. Oh good, but this is gonna take forever. Knock, knock. Oh hey, Riley.
3: Cook asked me to bring you-
4: Here are Cook's clean dishcloths.
3: What are you guys doing?
4: Oh, we're, uh, we're... Riley,
3: here. Take a piece of ice and hold it against the gum. Okay. Whoa, there's gum all over. Yeah, we're fixing it before we talk to Reader. Wyatt, you definitely owe us one here.
4: Yup, I know. I'll buy you all ice cream at Trekkers. Oh, goody. Just what we want. Something else frozen.
3: Stop it.
0: It's okay, Wyatt. We're here to help a neighbor in need. Jamie, Judah, and Riley all helped Wyatt clean the chewing gum out of the dryer. Their fingers tingled from the cold ice, and they laughed and talked as they worked. Finally, they got every last piece out.
4: See? Problem solved. I told you it would work, Wyatt.
3: Nice job. Now you owe us ice cream.
4: Definitely. Let's go.
3: Hey Wyatt, how'd you get the gum out of the sheets?
4: The sheets?
3: Or the towels. Whichever load of laundry the gum was in.
4: I, uh, I didn't check that.
3: Why? don't look now. Ice cream first. We'll help you solve that after. Oh, sorry I asked.
4: Uh, any bright ideas on how to solve this one, Judah? <laughs> nope. Want me to call my mom? <laughs> no, it's alright. <phone rings> Jamie, no, don't call your mom. I'll figure it out.
3: Oh, I'm not calling my mom.
4: Who are you calling? No, 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 don't call Kayla, please. Oh, no, I'll never live this down. Hey,
3: Kayla, how's vacation? It's awesome. My dad and I swam in this beautiful ocean cove today, and then Yeah, sounds amazing, but wait till I tell you what we just did. No, Jamie... So I told you about Wyatt's summer job at camp, right? Well, basically, he got gum all through the wash.
4: Well, I guess those two will never let me forget this day. <laughs> Who needs enemies when you have friends like that, right? <laughs> Come on, Riley. Judah, let's go get ice cream. Nurse, I said I'll
6: change her bandage myself. Dr. Simon, that is my job and you know it. I'll take care of it, she's my patient. Yes, but you probably haven't changed a bandage since medical school. I am more
1: than capable. Dr. Simon, Megan, what is going on?
6: Oh, reader, you're
7: back.
1: Yes, I'm back to check on our injured patient. Well, there's no need. She's
7: being well taken care of.
1: Perhaps too well cared for. Now, I know you're both qualified health professionals, and this isn't my place, but I have to ask... Ask what? What is going on with you two? What do you mean?
6: I know what you mean. We've been competing all day to be the better caregiver to Miss Rawlings. Yeah, I
7: know we have. I just...
6: I just feel so guilty. Guilty? Why should you feel guilty, Megan? I, I'm so ashamed. You can't possibly be as ashamed as I am. I walked right past this woman yesterday. I saw her sitting there, and I crossed the street and kept walking. Me, a doctor. I should know better. I did practically the same thing. I drove past her and
7: didn't even get out of my car. Me, a nurse. I should have known better.
6: You were just trying to get to the hospital to help the rescuers. You were doing the same thing, too. There's really no excuse. I agree. I
7: feel terrible.
1: Well, you both have given her excellent care today.
6: Reader, you stopped to help her. You were her good Samaritan. She'll be so thankful.
1: I don't know about that.
6: Here, Dr. Simon, you change her bandage. No, you do it, Megan. You're right. It's your job. No, I insist.
7: What, what was that? Oh, Miss Rawlings. I'm Megan, I'm your nurse. Rest your head, we're taking good care of you. Ugh, oh,
6: my head really hurts. Where
7: am I? You're in Discovery Mountain. Discovery Mountain?
5: Ah, oh, what, what is he doing here?
1: Well, Dr. Simon, she's awake and she's back to her old self again. That's good news, I suppose.
0: Dr. Simon and Nurse Megan were both feeling terrible about not helping the injured pilot. I hope they have a chance to apologize to her. Reader was her good Samaritan. He took care of her, even though they weren't relatives or friends. Helping others is one way that we can exercise our faith. In the Bible, there's a verse, the one that Reader and Dr. Simon talked about. It's in Micah chapter six and verse eight, and it goes like this. He has shown you, O man, what is good and what does the Lord require of you but to do justly, to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. God asks us too to follow these principles, to do justly or to do what is right, to be merciful and walk humbly with God. Reader sure has been exercising his faith. Well, keep your eyes and ears open this week for people that you can help. Now, just why does Miss Rawlings dislike reader anyway? Well, stay with us for the next episode in this story series called Being Neighborly, and we'll find out. But here's a hint. Miss Rawlings is a relative of Eleanor Rawlings, as Mr. Simon suspected. We'll find out why that's important next time. We'll see you then.
2: Hi, I'm Director Doug. In this episode, Dr. Simon and Nurse Megan were very competitive with each other, weren't they? It turns out that they were both feeling terrible about not helping the injured pilot. You know, in real life, Dr. Simon is played by Terry Michaelenko, and she is one of the kindest, bubbliest people you'll ever meet. Nurse Megan is played by Kate Rembold. Kate always arrives in studio with a big smile, and we just love working with her. Behind the scenes in the studio, Terry and Kate talked, shared photos, and laughed together they became friends. In the rest of this season, you'll hear Dr. Simon and Nurse Kate become friends again, too. Keep your ears open.
8: I'm Miss
0: Jean, and you've been listening to Discovery Mountain, where the air is clear, clear enough to hear your imagination, and where every day is an exercise in faith. To listen to other episodes and to send us a message, visit us at discoverymountain.com or write to us at Discovery Mountain, P.O. Box 999, Loveland, Colorado, 80539. And in Canada, write to Box 2127, Oshawa, Ontario, L1H7V4. This is a production of The Voice of Prophecy. Join us again next time here at Discovery Mountain. Attention Overload was written by Gene Boonstra and post-produced in Ontario, Canada by Douglas Bruce and Danny Columby.